well, 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 look who's back. What up, y'all? It's Shan. This episode is episode 13 of Loud Mouth Stereo. Don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcast app and on Stereo. It's an app where you can talk to people wherever they at. Like, you, you know, you there with you and all that. Yep, 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 that. So, this is Greg's topic. It's called Air It Out. Various things he's talking about. Work things, body things, ski things. And um, I had to go back and forth with him about why everybody shouldn't do a podcast. And I got him to agree with me. <laughs> because that's what I do. And, um... We had a good topic. Baylor likes turtles. Uh, Gigi really went in like I needed her to. I appreciate it. Brianna always showing up for our episodes. We appreciate it. Uh, So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hit play. I'm here. Okay. I'm just signing homework. Okay. Shut up, Aya. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get us going because you know we we're tight on time and I, I got some stuff I need to do later on this evening. So let me just start with the countdown in five, four, three, two. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Loudmouth Stereo. I am Greg. That is Shane, and we are doing a little bit of a different episode this time. This one, as you can see, is called Air It Out because unlike most podcast we usually have a topic of discussion we have things that we talk about for moments on end i said why not just throw out all the random ass ideas thoughts and grievances that we've had just recently i feel like we need to have more of these episodes and i feel like this will be the first of many um i saved up a lot of notes i've been taking notes all week about just random ass things i was thinking and I surprised Shay because it was supposed to be an absolute episode with a topic. And I said, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to scrap that. We got some shit to address, right? So here we are. Uh, we're going to shoot the shit as normal. I want to shout out Stereo, even though they don't promote. They don't do a fucking thing for us. We do do our shows live on Stereo on Wednesdays when we have Loudmouth. So Shan has Cozy Womb. She has what Patreon Big we have. She gets a podcast. Obviously, we have Loudmouth Stereo. I have Young Black and Bothered. But we come together for Loudmouth Stereo. I've counted, we've done over 150 total episodes over the course of three years. So shout out to us. I don't have a soundboard, but boom, 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 boom. Like all, all that stuff, all the, the noises that you would want to call it. Um, for the people listening live on Stereo, shout out to John. I see you. There was uh, Dr. Glass. Um, I think her name was Dr. Glass. She was in here a moment ago. Shout out to her as well. But let's get straight into it. I guess I can just start by asking Shane, because I know she's busy. Do you want me to go first in my shooting the shit? Because I have a lot to unload. Go first. Welcome to Loud right. Bye, guys. <laughs> so, um, for me, I start the new job on Monday, right? And I signed the awful letter. I, I've gotten everything. They covered the medical benefits, which is dope. They're paying me what, around the, the salary that I want, which is cool. Um, what I did learn, though, from being a social media manager earlier in this year is that is a 
career that you can definitely have as a freelance career. There are not a lot of companies who see the value in social media and social media marketing and things like that. So even though I will have my job at the firm, I will also be doing the freelance thing on the side. Outside of like work-related stuff, the three-year-old is doing the terrible twos now. It's scaring the fuck out of me because I've caught myself saying, do you want me to pop your hand at least 65 times in the past four days? Um, she's going through this thing of asking for stuff she wants to eat. I give it to her and then she doesn't eat the shit or she stares at it like, what the fuck is this? Pretty much playing the game of I run your life now and I can't have that. So if y'all have any suggestions, let me know because I, I can't do that anymore. Um, that past four or five days have been absolute hell with a three-year-old since she's turned three and um, we need some answers or else she's going to be in timeout permanently. Like I'm just going to have to sit her in a corner and be like, hey, now read a book because you're getting on my nerve. Outside of that, I want to shout out to Baylor, Drake, Gigi. I want to shout out a few other podcasts, um, the Black Apple Tips, Rod and Karen, shout out to them. Like they've given me a lot of pointers this week. So again, I want to just give them grace on that. Um, other things when it comes to shooting the shit. Um, personally, I put on a pair of slacks for the first time in about four years. That shit is not comfortable. I'm so used to like athleisure or athletic wear that now putting on like slacks and a shirt, it's not for me. Um, the job luckily doesn't require that, but when I did my final interview, I actually had to like wear the suit and tie shit. It's not cool. And anybody who has to kind of like go through that process of wearing like grown up clothes, I, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain and it's not right. Um, Sham, what about you? How you been? How has it been in the last week or so? My week has been hella hectic. Um, I ha I'm having an office week and the second week of the girls starting school. So our mornings are crazy. And then I just added my friend's dogs to the morning mix. So tomorrow's going to be interesting. They were just dropping them off. Um, Ari's eating her dinner. I'm trying to find sleep this week, which is insane. And uh, that's what's going on right now. Uh, as far as the podcast, uh, she gets it. And Cozy Room is done. Book club next week, because this week that was not happening. Um, the Real Relationship Rapport. I want to say we have a show Friday. And uh, that's it. Ain't nothing else going on. Okay, okay. So... I guess I didn't say anything about podcasts, and we did do a sports dust this week. It was just a recap of SummerSlam, AEW, and stuff like that. We'll get back to the regular scheduled programming when it comes to NFL, UFC, and all that other stuff next Monday. We just wanted to kind of focus on wrestling. You can go check that out on all your DSPs if you feel so inclined. Now, let's get to the shits. Right. This episode, again, um, is... Kind of just going to be, I said it was going to be 90 minutes. It just depends on how the flow of the conversation goes. But we kind of just speak on whatever we want. Work, love, life, all of those things, right? Um, and I even said on Instagram and social media, bring your folded white chairs, trying to be funny, talking about the Alabama <laughs> shit. But um, I, I'll go first because I, ha I have a laundry list of things. I have a, a total of 12 just things I want to air out. When I say 12, they'll go quick, I promise. 
Um, number one, the PSA to the old boss. Um, I hate to say it, but I have to say this because I've said it 15 times, but I just want to say it one more time. Um, having a white female boss may be one of the worst fucking decisions anybody of color can make. They, they already hate men. When I say men, talking about white and black or whatever, but um, they have no real reason for a lot of the things they do. I'm not saying all, I'm just talking about the ones I talked to or the ones that I've worked for. Not saying that I probably won't work for a white woman again, but I, I feel so much better knowing that my boss is a woman of color, a black woman specifically. And she let me know that honestly, like she values the need of somebody who wants to work, right? The boss I had previously was an absolute micromanager, and she felt as though she had all the answers, even to the shit that she had no knowledge of. And I don't want to put it on all white women, but her, like specifically, I don't want to call her a piece of shit. I'm sure she was a nice lady outside of her nine to five, but boy, that that nine to five, she put on a good face some days, but when she had the bad days, which were more often than not, she was unbearable. And people have told me, you know, now that I'm not there, how it continues. So I was like, okay, it couldn't have just been me. I just ended up being the scapegoat. So again, my PSA to her is this. Um, hopefully she reevaluates how she not only manages, but how she handles other people. I feel like she was kind of climbing the ranks and, you know, who she was. And she just continues to at least for the time that I was there, continues to kind of poo-poo a lot of other people's valued work. There are a lot of people who collectively said, hey, you know what, like, I just, I feel like my work isn't being valued or my work is being changed. If you have a boss like that, I'm sure everybody's had that at least one time. You feel like, what do you do with that person? Do you try to appease that person or do you try to get the work done? I don't want to play those games. So, I guess my aired out grievance is just honestly, I would never want to be in that you know position again. So what I've done to kind of protect myself is I ask all these questions in interviews, and I've asked you know in the past four months in these jobs like, hey, are you a micromanager? How do you handle working effectively? How do you handle Come on, direct? Yeah, how how do you handle the people who work on your teams? Like, how do you communicate? Because as a podcaster, as a person who I feel as though, like, you know, I use social media effectively and I'm trying to work on my people skills because anybody will tell you Greg loves, like, the people that he knows, but everybody else I could give a fuck less about, right? But applying that to work, I just need to know how do you function with people that you quote unquote, I won't say own, but you manage. And there are a lot of people like her, I feel like, haven't been in managerial roles long enough to understand the value of one communication two, knowing that you don't have the answers to other people's work. And that, that shit really grinded my gears to the point where I was thinking about quitting before I got let go. And luckily that job only being four months when, when I think about it, no one actually asked in any of these interviews, like, yo, well, why'd you leave that company? And when I think the one person who even like brought it up was like, oh, well, what did you do there? And I told them straight out, I wasn't there long enough to do shit because mm. <laughs> there, there was no, there was no value for, for me from them. 
And the way that everything kind of transpired kind of like gave me that four months that I you know, was unemployed to actually think like, was I the problem? Did I not do something right? And like, just looking at how everything transpired and Chad, you just, you can say what you want to say about it as well. I felt as though like I did enough ass kissing to, hope to keep my job and even that shit didn't work. So now I'm kind of, uh, you know, of the mind of with any job going forward, I'm going to do my work to the best of my ability, but the moment that the value is not there, I'm the fuck gone. Um, there's no loyalty for me anymore with any employer at all. Um, when you look at my tenure at a lot of places, I had roughly an average of about four and a half years between the three firms that I worked at, right? So my entire adult life, I've been, you know, working these long ass jobs, you know, once I say long, meaning like these long tenures, right? Mm-hmm. And one person actually in an interview said this to me, it was like, yeah, you worked at these places too long, get what you need to get from them and move on. And I've never heard somebody say that shit until I started looking at other people on LinkedIn and I'm looking at their jobs. And I used to like, I won't say I, I won't say I was shitting on these people, but I was definitely questioning like, okay, you only at this place for nine months. You only at this place for 14 months and you, you constantly getting new jobs and changing these jobs. And somebody, shout out to Tiffany, she says, well, Greg, these jobs aren't beneficial to you. They're like apartments. Once the rent goes up, you got to decide if you're going to stay and just deal with it or you're going to find some place that's cheaper. And I was like, okay, how, how does that equate to like work? And she was like, yeah, sometimes like those job benefits and stuff like that, like, yeah, you sign, you know, you have your salary or whatever, right? That salary that you got in 2023 may not even be worthwhile in 2027, but you think staying there matters you need to go and uproot and leave. So she's like, her rule of thumb is if, you know, she can't ask for what she's worth in 18 months because she's been doing that job and mastering it, she's already out. She's already been applying for jobs. So she might as well just take the first one that's willing to pay. And she said to me that she went from making $70,000 to $130,000 in four years just by transitioning jobs, just playing employers the same way they play us. And I said, you know what? That's a good fucking idea. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I think that's the smartest way to do it now. Like, we aren't the generation that's supposed to sit at one job for 30 years anymore. These jobs don't care about their employees. They're letting it be known. They're taking away people's pension. They're not matching 401ks. And we are not the generation that's going to wait for someone to tell us when we can retire. And so with that being said, you got to always keep shopping. And that's a great assessment of, do I have something that's even worth shopping with? Because a lot of people think all my skills that I've gotten since I've been in college is going to cut it. And it's not. A lot of people don't even care about you going to school if it was 10 years ago. It's irrelevant. Okay, Mm -hmm. you graduated. And then what? Were you doing jobs within the degree that you got? No? Okay. It doesn't matter. To the point where you have to really look at your resume and say, okay, even if I work these past jobs, doesn't even matter pertaining to this job that I'm going for. Are they going to look at it and be like, okay, so what? These jobs, these companies don't even care to look at your resume. They're using a machine to look at your resume. So even that tells you it's a game. 
it's a game of yep. filling in the right word. It's like a word search, basically, for you to get in the door. And then you don't know you, why this company is looking for someone to fill this position. Is it because you want it to be more diverse? Is it because your pay is lower? Is it because you're trying to match the pay? And that's another shit that is pissing mm. me off. How these companies are talking about, well, if you're in this region, the pay would be this for the same job. But if you're in this region, the pay would be this for the same. That's bullshit. Let's be honest. The rent is high everywhere. The groceries are high everywhere. So why is the same job having different pay depending on where you're at? Everywhere is mm. fucking high. There's no That's escaping okay. inflation. Uh, we had a meeting today at work where they told all the supervisors for their teams, oh, you know, there's going to be a salary change to make it level out for the new hires if you're not at the certain salary for the region, they're gonna bring you up that high to, to continue your pay at. If you are past that salary, basically, you don't get no increase. So what the fuck is, this should be a meeting for new <laughs> hires, not a meeting for your team. Like it's so stupid to me. Why are you talking to us? Yes. Talk to the people that are new hires because if you're talking to me about them getting an increase, for not doing no years of work to show how they work. Shut the fuck up talking to me. Right, that, that like, I, I'm not even gonna compete with words. I, we all, we know, right. we know the, the, everything is higher. And we know that 3% bullshit ass raise that most people got last year is not doing shit when the increase Nothing. is damn near at 9%. That, that right there. Like y'all just y'all just change y'all just change y'all increase to save face when people look at how much you're paying your employees. But let's be y honest, y'all been lowballing because that's how y'all net profit. Exactly, exactly. I've I told people on the show multiple times during the pandemic. My my previous job, not the the agency, but the previous firm, they completely scrapped four hundred one k. They didn't want to match it. They said it's going to be at the base level and we can't even offer you to match it at the maximum of 6% because that's just what they wanted to do. And since then, a lot of things have been caving and falling for them as a result because these companies, you know, they, they use the term at will very loosely, but they mean that shit. Like, we don't it give means a fuck first, what you first dummy to apply, you get it. That's what that means. Exactly. The, the new job for me, they, they put it in the offer letter. Like, I'm at will. Salary, but at will. Because they want it to be known. Like, hey, like, just this is a contract that we both can bow out of if it don't work. And that's cool. Knowing that from day one, that's how I treat the shit. But there are a lot of companies that say and do things that they do not mean. They'll say things like, oh, we're like, we have a family culture. I got my own fucking family. I don't need y'all. I that, that's, that's, just a way, that's just a way to guilt you to stay when some yeah. bullshit is going down. Yeah. I don't want to get to know y'all after 5.30. I just honestly, <laughs> like, I don't even want to be friends. I just want to get the work done and be out. That was the issue that I had with the firm, the previous firm. Like, I didn't mind going to the Christmas party and stuff like that. But once the coworkers were, like, fucking on each other, and all, I was like, you know what? I I'm going to stay out of that. I'm a little bit too old. 
So there was that. With the agency, it was kind of, and everybody knows it, like me, I was the only person of color. When I say person of color, somebody's like, oh, well, there was a like an Indian woman there. She don't count because she was white passing. And I, I can comfortably say that because, like, you know there's that one person that, yes, they have some, you know, ethnic background, but they try their hardest to hide that shit and be who the fuck they are at face value to white people to move up that chain of command, right? And it definitely happened. But I, I don't want to keep shitting on them too much. I'm going to play this voicemail and we're going to move to my next little bullet point. As someone who's worked in healthcare for 14 years, I feel like hard work doesn't pay off and it's all about connections. I feel like you you have to do the job you're applying for now for them to hire you. Which again, like if you can use an iPhone, you can learn any job. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not underestimating, but like there's nothing you can't teach me. Now, if you're going to train someone for two weeks, then why do they have to know a certain software program if you're going to make them do training for two weeks anyways? So I think people should um, embellish if that's what they have to do. Oh, that that's what I did. Like for me, like everybody knows I don't have a degree, right? So I still put the fact that I'm going to school. I don't put in, you know, it's an open-ended date. So the, this job actually asked me, it was like, oh, you have your degree? I was like, no. They're like, are you going to school? Yeah. And, you know, they were like, well, when? I was like, when y'all give me the opportunity? Like, what the fuck? If I'm working 40 hours a week, what are you expecting, right? Like, are you expecting me to be like, hey, on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, I'm going to need to leave at noon so I can go to class. Like, no, we, we know what the game is. And there are a lot of jobs that I've applied to where I've looked at their qualifications and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck they're expecting, but Jesus and Superman did not apply for this job. Like, you can't ask for someone to have five to seven years experience, know all the softwares like Brianna said, but then say, we're going to pay you an entry level salary. Like that shit, it blows my fucking mind. Like, oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you, we'll give you $40,000, but yeah, we need five to seven years experience. Who the fuck with five to seven years experience First in of all, anything? $40,000 is a slap in the face with this economy. Exactly. If you're not 40, hitting me at a base of 52K or more, don't exactly. talk to me. Bro, the fact that people are literally putting on job applications that like what their salary is and the eight i'm sorry the the pay range is so like weird they'd be like between thirty two thousand eight hundred dollars and seventy thousand that's like what are you looking what are you reaching for because that gap is so large it makes no sense to anybody who would attempt to work at that job i was competing with an, another like company right it was myself and two other candidates and the reason why i didn't get the job wasn't because of my educational background it wasn't because I didn't want to learn the job or anything like that the person that ended up taking the job said in the interview that they would like to stay for a long tenure and they would also be going to school in order to accommodate what they needed you know like some people just lie about certain shit they're like oh i'll go back to school and learn this stuff so i can keep this job no like you don't tell an employer hey i'm going to go back to school get this degree get this master's this master's master's this doctrine so i can continue (laughs) to work my existing job who the fuck does that 
like anybody I know that goes and gets those those documents that are telling the world that you went to school and you can keep and maintain a schedule because that's what the fuck a degree is like you can be organized enough to keep that schedule and when she got the role right mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to say too much because you know they pretty much told me how it was it was like it was between you and two other people and you know this woman got the job blah 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 blah, blah. cool I go on LinkedIn on Tuesday guess what the fuck I see right the goddamn job is back on the market right. again. Right. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, well, why? Because there are a lot of people who apply for these jobs, they get the job and not realizing that that job ain't for them. There are a lot of people, like Brianna said, like they'll lie about their role or lie about what they know. I don't do that shit. The reason why I don't is I want you to know I'm coming into this job not knowing what the fuck y'all do here. So you're going to have to teach me. I ask, like, yo, are y'all training? Like, when I say, are you training? Like, I need to know the processes you use in order to effectively know the work. But some jobs, some companies, they just want you to just kind of like fall into the role. And if you don't get it, they can just fire you. If that's the case, I'm telling you, I I don't want it. I had a homeboy just recently. He quit his job at a really prestigious HBCU. He left, you know, a, a white university like a really prestigious one in the DC area for an HBCU that's local, right? He left the school with the hopes of, you know, it was like his dream job. He always said this, our, you know, early 20s and even our 30s, he's like, that's the school I want to land in, blah, 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 blah. He comes and tells the fellas, he's like, yo, like, my boss is lying on me. Um, they didn't even want to pay this man out his PTO. There's, there's so much shit that was happening. And it's like, y'all, like, these jobs will literally spit in your face and just tell you to drink the shit. And it's like, what, what the fuck? Like, no, nobody wants this. So that I guess that's my first little bullet point. Like, it wasn't just a PSA to my, like, old boss, but it was definitely one thing I wanted to touch on. Because, one, I'm kind of hanging my nuts a little because I have a job now. Shout out to, you know, shout out to God. But unemployment is ghetto. They are absolutely <laughs> ghetto. So, and I, I'll land by saying, Unemployment was four hundred and forty-four dollars a week if you didn't get it taxed, right? If you got it taxed, it's probably like two eighty-two, right? So that's every week for sixteen weeks, right? The it, the issue with unemployment is this: the moment you take a job, it can be a part-time job, it can be a job that you don't even want, right? You take that, they cut you off at the wayside, and most jobs, unfortunately, have it where they pay you in arrears, right? So for me, for example, I'll be working, my first day is the 14th and my first paycheck won't be until September 15th. And the reason why is most law firms pay in arrears, right? So you'll be working, but you know, you'll be working at least that first week or two, not unpaid, but you'll get it paid when you actually get that check, that first check, right? So I called unemployment. I was like, hey, um, I will attempt to return to work and everything, but um, I need to know that y'all gonna keep paying me until I get my first check. Unemployment essentially said, fuck no, the moment you tell us you return back to work, you're not getting anything. I said, you know what? Well, I'm gonna just go have, you know, I'm gonna have to stretch the truth a little bit. I'm gonna just have to tell y'all I'm still applying for jobs, which I will, I'll keep applying. I'll apply to like five or six jobs a week. (laughs) But ultimately y'all gonna pay me until I get that first check and y'all just gonna have to deal with that, right? Um, my next bullet point really quick, um, when it comes to the social media manager stuff going forward, I'm just going to do freelancing. And the reason why I can do that is because a lot of people don't see social media. They don't see 
like the internet. Let's just say that any job that deals with like online work and research and stuff like that, companies don't value that. They see it as kind <clears> of like, uh, like the icing on the cake. And it, it's really weird because there are a lot of companies who need this, like these companies, these brands and shit like that. Like imagine Nike saying, Hey, um, we need somebody for social media, but we really don't care about social media because people are still buying Nikes. While it's true, but there are definitely a lot of people who still get a lot of their sourced information from what? The fucking internet, including social media. And a lot of the jobs I was applying to for like social media managers, that means you have to be good at, you know, graphic design. When I say good, meaning surface level, you can learn Canva or Adobe or something like that, right? You got that. You also have to, you know, know social media. You have to use it, not just for yourself, but learn the ways of using it for business. Companies don't see that. They just see it as though social media is Twitter and Facebook. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to freelance so I can set my price and go from there. So I can tell a brand, I can tell a company, I can tell a person, hey, I will do your social media, but here's my fee. And this is the hours I can work. And this is the hours I can do. Do you agree to it? Instead of going to some company as their social media manager, like I just did, and the people I work with telling me things like, I don't understand why people use Linktree, or I don't understand what the need for Instagram is. They just felt like Twitter and Facebook was it for social media. And I was like, again, you're very wrong. So that, that's my second little, like, air it out, which leads me to what I was talking about with podcasting. And I feel like Shan's going to say a lot. But before that, I'm going to play this voicemail. Be careful with that unemployment. If you're actually working and you're still claiming and you're saying that you're looking for work, they know if you're working and you will have to end up paying all that money back. And you know what? I'd rather them come and get it. They can definitely get their $444 <laughs> back at that point. Like, and I'm... I'm no, and I, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole about it, Shan, but the, the, this is my train of thought about it, right? I either continue to file and get my $444 for the next two to three weeks or ultimately have to go without pay for a month, right? And if the, if the consequence is I have to pay it all back, they can take the $888 back during tax season you were going to do it any fucking way take it then right but for right now i got a mortgage to pay i got bills to pay i gotta keep a phone on right that 888 dollars would help i'd rather have 888 dollars than nothing and essentially what they told me is if i tell them i return to work regardless of when i get paid they stop paying like at all even when you tell them because when you go to un like file for unemployment weekly they ask you if you are working, how much were you paid this week, right? If you put yeah. zero, what they do is they say, okay, you were paid zero, but you did return back to work. We're not going to give you the entire $444. We will give you what we think you fucking deserve. Yeah. That's basically how they do it. Won't work for this guy. I'm still not working, but you can pay me for the next two to three weeks. And that's just going to be that on that. Um, moving on to number three, I've said this until I'm blue in the face. Shan has said this until she's blue in the face. Um, 
I feel though everybody needs a podcast in 2023. Everybody. No, um, they if, don't. I yeah, disagree. No. I object. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, again, th- th- this is why we aired it out. The reason why I say everybody needs a podcast, not everybody needs to hear your podcast, but I feel like there are a lot of people who, how can I put it? There are a lot of people who need an outlet, right? And they use that's, the outlets that's that they better. That's better, Greg. People need yeah. an outlet, but it does not have to be podcasting. No, 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 no. Well, hit, hit me out because th- this is this is where it gets good, right? So, the re- the reason why I said a podcast is because I went back and listened to older podcasts this week, and I I witnessed my own growth in just listening to the way I talk, the way that I said things, the, the research that I did, all all these things, and I can see a lot of people if they had to go and do like Baylor does and kind of have a time capsule of, of not a visual, but like a, you know, an audio version of themselves that they can just put out. And when I say put out, nobody needs to know you're doing a podcast. You can just record your podcast and say, you know what, this is just mine. And in a year, if I want people to hear it, I will share the link, but this is just my time capsule. That's why I think everybody needs a podcast. When I say everybody, like, People who are ugly, guess what? Like nobody People gotta look at you. Ugly. Stop. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> no bullshit. If you ugly, boom, you, you can just do a podcast, right? When I look at a lot of the video podcasts and stuff like that, people say it all the time. Like that person got a, a lot of like bravado about them and they say these things, but <laughs> nobody would be attracted to them. But it's like oh it's a God. podcast. They can say what the fuck they want to say. But for me, I feel like a lot of people who have podcasts, um, both good and bad podcasters, they learn from the podcast community, and I feel like they become better versions of themselves, for better or worse. Because there are some people who are absolute assholes. Shout out to, like, Joe Rogan and stuff, right? But for me, when I see certain people that when they started podcasting, like, three or four years ago, that same person, they they use their words effectively. They... Um, how can I put it? They use the words effectively. They communicate better, and more importantly, like they're accountable for their words. They they said it. They got to stand on it, or they got to apologize for what they said. And I think that's my reasoning for why I feel like everybody needs a podcast in twenty twenty three. Shan, what about you? Um, I don't believe everybody needs a podcast in twenty twenty three because the more people just hop on podcasting like it's an Instagram the worse it gets because they're not going into it for the love of it they're going into it because I'm bored it's kind of like how stereo was damn dogs it's kind of like how stereo was when everybody was in the house every Mm -hmm. show we swiped through wasn't of substance or something you want to listen to but it was people getting their thoughts off and I'm not saying people shouldn't get their thoughts off, but do are you taking up space mm-hmm. or are you giving something somebody could get something from? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when we did shows on here, that's what brought our audience. There was something people were getting something from and they were also entertained and they also had something to give. And we met a lot of people through this app because of that. Now it's just a whole bunch of kids bored trying to mm-hmm. figure out what they want to do on this app. And a lot of people who had something of substance to talk about is like they don't feel appreciated to sit and talk about it. 
they get their um what's the word I'm talking about? I'm trying to say they get their validation from people. We don't we could do a show and nobody will be in here. We're gonna still do a show and we gonna still push it out and people go still listen to it. And that's the difference. And when you focus on your validation being outward, you're willing to say anything to get anybody. Just like people are willing to prank just to be seen. I hope this goes viral. Do something stupid just to go viral. Be two inches from being punched in the face just to go viral. We are tired of seeing that shit. And so mm. we don't want that type of shit into podcasting because people who've been podcasting for years and actually want something great from the shit don't want to sit 599 in line of the people who are just bullshitting. Mm. Mm. And I'm not saying that, you know, you won't be seen if you're trying to do it for the right reason. It just makes it less appreciated if you're doing it for the right reasons because people are going to assume, oh, you must not got nothing to do. That's why you podcast. That's a fact. That is a fact. So everybody does not need a podcast. People do need an outlet. Everybody's creative outlet. Everybody's purpose outlet mm -hmm. is not supposed to be the same. So you do not have to be a TikTok celebrity. You do not have to be the next dancer. You do not have to be the next big singer, the next uh, whatever. Be that new shit though nobody know of. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm. I agree. You 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 changed my mind. You you you've given me valid points. No, I'm 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 gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. And that is, I'm so glad that you said it because that goes to my next point of what I need to air out. Um, Clubhouse quite possibly was the worst thing for the black community since the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Um, God, I hate the fact I'm about to go here with this. Um, the same thing we were talking about when it comes to content creators and podcasters and stuff like that people on clubhouse don't know how to speak to people they don't know how to interact with people and i always thought that an app that was launched during the pandemic that was built to allow people to communicate and get to know new people and more importantly interact that it would help people develop people skills but what it did was it taught me one thing People who are strangers will talk to anybody any type of way because they have no intentions or no knowledge of where this person could be or what this person is capable of. And sometimes I intentionally get on Clubhouse just to listen to people, one, lie, two, disrespect each other, and three, say things as if they're fact without any fucking research. Like, none at all. And what disturbs me the most is I'm on the black side of Clubhouse. So I decided I'm going to go to the white side of Clubhouse. Boy, when I tell you this shit is organized, they're, they're talking, there may be 40, 50 people on stage, but there's order. And when I say order, not when I say the white side, there are a lot of black people on that side. Like, Shan, you know what I'm talking about. Like, those, the actual content creator rooms where... Everybody's allowed to speak. Everybody like you're you're learning while you're also. It's, it's a collaborative right? discussion. Exactly, exactly. 
And the only reason I call it like the white side of clubhouse is because trust me, like that, that side of clubhouse, it, it was educational and was informative. There were a lot of things that you can honestly, to this day, still learn, but then you got the niggas and the, the worst thing about a, a nigga on clubhouse is the fact that they don't know they a nigga on clubhouse. You would listen, like, if you just kick back for, like, 20 minutes and just listen to people on club. Yerp. It's Shan. <laughs> the other half of Greg on Loudmouth Stereo. Just want to let you guys know that we did update the Loudmouth Stereo Shop hoodies and shirts and stickers and a whole bunch of goodies for you. So, we appreciate you subscribing you are the only group of people getting this audio here. Uh, you can find us on YouTube this episode, but that's the only way non-subscribers will catch this. And um, yeah, thank you for subscribing. And don't forget to check out the Loud Mouth Stereo Shop. Now let's get into the episode. You're like, that motherfucker hasn't been outside since before we were wearing masks like really like they just don't know what the fuck they're saying they don't know who they're talking to they just be saying things uh and i'll give you a perfect example right there was a dude today on clubhouse who was spewing nonsense and someone asked him about you know what he was talking about and the reason why they asked him the question is because they dealt with the profession like he was giving all these conspiracy theories about how the government does this and this and this and this and this and this and this the person who works for the government comes in, gives him the information. He completely proposes the fucking information. Well, I ain't doing all that research and all. So you you can talk like your shit is fact, but when people give you the facts, give you the evidence and the research, you're like, nah, fuck that nonsense. I said what I said. I stand on that, even when I'm wrong. That is the equivalent of somebody telling you you got shit on your shirt, and you're like, nah, that's just food. No, sir, that is shit on your shirt, and. We, Clubhouse is a cesspool. Let me just say that completely. We all at one point were on there. Shan was on there. Drake was on there. Baylor's on there. Gigi. All of us used to, in, you know, interconnect on there. And for me to be the only one left on there, somebody's gonna be like, well, Greg, why do you still go on Clubhouse? Because the drama. sometimes I... Hey, bingo. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> sometimes I need that shit. Sometimes I absolutely need that shit. And people be like, well, great, why don't you listen to podcasts? I do listen to podcasts. But sometimes that live listening to people deconstruct, like, live <laughs> with a microphone, it's like, it's the most beautiful thing on earth. A mess, you're a mess. I'm telling you. Like, you know, my wife, she loved The Real Housewives. I got Clubhouse. Sometimes she'd be like, Greg, why are you listening to that shit? I'm like, I don't know, but it's entertaining. It's like listening to elevator music full of rock music you know for a fact it's chaos and you really want to get out of it but you know what you can't so you got to deal with it for now and that's what the fuck clubhouse is but if you know if i could i would say get on clubhouse for a week right don't say anything though just go in the rooms and fucking listen don't you listen will to learn <laughs> what you will learn is this just like many other social media platforms but the reason why this one is different from the others is when people get off a of clubhouse, like us, like Shannon and I, we can get off clubhouse and the world will go on. To a lot of people on clubhouse, this is their world. And they be bringing their like clubhouse world into their real lives. I haven't seen people get doxxed. I haven't seen people get arrested. 
I didn't see fights happen. I didn't see people getting exposed. All the things because they either overshared or they forgot that the internet ain't for all of your business. That was going to be a number five for me, but instead, my number five is this. <sighs> Condoms are cumbers- uh, cumbersome and they smell funny. Find somebody that you trust and throw caution out the window. Now, somebody was like, what the fuck does that mean? Go raw. Go no! Raw. Symbolism go, go is raw. on the rise! Do not that, listen that, to that. That's what they said, but the, the moral of the story is there's somebody for everybody, and if y'all catch it together, you need to stay together. No, that is God's, that is God's way. T- <laughs> that is I God's way. I did not stand by this message. <laughs> he that is not, so, that is God. not consult me before it comes into this courtroom. No, it's not. <laughs> that, that is God's way of telling you. That no, you it's not. Don't bring you, God you, in. Hey, hey, God knew what you were going to do before you did it. You just didn't. So technically, he was trying to warn you and you should have had again the foresight, but you didn't. Your you your lust your your lusty behavior caused the consequences of what you got. So if you walk around with bumps on your helmet, it's because oh you decided to, <laughs> you, you decided to do some shit you ain't had no business doing. But what I will say about condoms though, because I was thinking about it, I was you know talking to the guys. You thinking like about that. condoms? I was thinking about condoms, right? And. Like this, what 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 happened? That I had to buy condoms or something, right? I bought oh, I bought my oh. second pack of condoms in my lifetime, y'all. Oh well, so I, I guess full transparency. So like my my wife was like sick for like for something I forgot what happened, and they put her on the antibiotics, right? So they put her on antibiotics, but what I didn't know and what she knew was when you're on antibiotics, like your birth control and stuff, it doesn't work the same, right? So. I'm like, you know, being an asshole, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got to go get condoms, right? Because I don't want to pull out. So I go and I get condoms. And Oh, no, like, shut down the world. Yeah. Greg does not want to pull out, y'all. Bro. Stop the pressure. When, when, when I tell you, and I'm, I'm sure John going to say something. I'm sure Brianna going to say something. The issue, with con- the issue with condoms is this. Um, they cost, like, $28, and they come with, like, three or six or high, however many it comes with these days, right? Um, also, I didn't notice because I haven't bought condoms in a very long time, is the fact that you have to go, like, if you go to, like, CVS or some shit, you have to go to security and have them unlock the condoms now. So I'm sitting, I'm like, wait, like, before you could just go and be very, very discreet and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and grab my condoms, I'm going to take it to the cash register, buy them, or go to self-checkout, and roll out. But now you have the embarrassment of going to some person and it's always you know for me as a guy it's always a woman who has the goddamn key to the condoms right so now you're being prejudged about what condoms you bought right is he gonna buy this one is he gonna buy this one is he gonna buy the her pleasure you gonna buy the the what's the what is the condom that women swear is like you, you gotta have like a t-rex dick in order um like magnums and shit right so you gotta go you know hey i want to get these condoms right I was told con- I was told to buy my own condoms because my pussy is bougie. And you know what? I don't mind that. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I don't mind women buying condoms because I feel like it's less pressure on a woman to buy condoms than men. Uh, and you you can disagree, but there's no worse feeling when you go to like a CVS because they they shame you in that condom aisle. 
how the how that condom aisle works at CVS at all of them though is this: the aisle starts with like the like the condoms, right? Like you go to where the pharmacy is, it has the condoms. You're like, cool. You get all the you got condoms, you got the lube, and you got all these things. And then when you're walking towards the cash register, you see what you see. You see the 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 herpy medicine, right? And the chapstick and the what, what like the wart shit. And all. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what type of like what did I what did I walk into? So for me, I go and I get the condoms or whatever. I go to the register, ask the lady, she's like, is there anything else? Right? Now I have the CVS care pass, right? <laughs> the condoms I bought were like, I think it was like $7.99 for like three. So I didn't know condoms cost that much. I feel like for a piece of plastic, um, it shouldn't cost $7.99 for three fucking condoms, right? So I had to make a $10 purchase in order to use the care pass stuff, right? So I had to go and I was like, I don't really eat candy. So I have to go to the soda machine or to like get like a bottle of water or something. So here I am buying seltzer water and a three pack of condoms to probably only use X amount of times, right? These three times. I'm about to overshare. So y'all gonna have to forgive me about that. Actually, before I overshare, let me just go and play these voicemails. Pull out. What is pull out? Hello. Haven't pulled out since 2008. Do you understand? See, okay. Yeah, so I, I know I'm not. The, <laughs> here's the thing: any man who's ever been in the position to not pull out, no longer pulls out. No, at, at that point, the consequence the consequence is the consequence. At that point, if the consequence is a kid, well, guess what? Bring me the diapers and the wipes because there is no greater feeling than leaving it in and you having that ah moment let me, because... tell, let me tell you something the ah oh, moment is only for men because yes. whenever swimmers have been released up in me i don't feel that shit but that's the thing like and i'm, I'm trying not to overshare like cause, you know some women don't want to be twinkies right they don't want to go and do the the waddle to the bathroom to push the shit out and everything now i, I will I'm say i'm not pushing um, nothing out Hey, hey, there are women who do. There are women who don't. I've heard both stories. I've heard women be like, "Hey, if he come in there, it's just gonna be in there." But I'm like, "Okay, it's eventually got to come out, right?" Or else you're gonna have the dri- yeah, like you gonna have the dribble down there, right? You don't want to go to bed and you got that's the the dribble. man dribble. That that's what it is. It's like the 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 gruel, right? The, either way, let me shut up. There's another voicemail. Here we go. All right, so I don't even mean to cut you off. Hi, Shane. Hi, Greg. I'm here. Um, I already have a thought on that. And that's because we understand how our vagina works and functions. If I know what condom works for me, I need to stick with the condom that works for me. If it don't work for me, now my my pussy is fucked up now because now you want to use a condom because you didn't want to take the time to understand how my pussy works. We can't make this work if we can't work. That right there. And that is why women should buy the condoms. And And I asked him, I said, so what you want to do? You want to use the same condoms that you got to keep? Where's Waldo seeing if it's on your dick? Like, <laughs> no. come on. Use the no. ones I want. Yeah, bro. Like this. So as a guy, um, the, the reason why I personally hate condoms, it, it's the, sm- the, the smell. Like, it, it's the equivalent of, like, washing your hands with gloves on, right? Like That's what I had to <laughs> explain to this guy. He was like, I don't understand why you don't like Magnums that's made by the same company as Trojan. I it's said, shut your ass fucking... up. If you don't get me the ones I want, then we ain't got to do shit. Exactly. 
Like, I, I, just, bet, you, I like, bet you he got what I want. Yeah, if, if he want to get what you got to give, he going to do what you need, right? Which it, it's common sense. That For me, I've told people, I'm like, that's the only reason I just don't like condoms is the fucking smell. And it's not the smell after sex. It's the smell opening the fucking package. Like, if you've ever smelled that smell, like, do you remember, like, during COVID, that first, like, couple weeks when people were just pulling out latex gloves to open up doors and shit? That <laughs> gives me, like, trauma. Because when you put a condom on, it's the exact same fucking feeling. It's like, you know what? Is this really, is it necessary? Or can I just right. get away with this, right? But even after, right? Like, when you, as a guy, when you're pulling off the condom or whatever, right? Now you got the woman's juices on the front. Come on, teach then, us. Yeah. Yeah, you got the you got the woman's juices on, you know, on the front end of the condom. But you got all the 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 spermicide and everything on the inside with your sperm, right? Lock. You don't want to touch that 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 nasty like shit. But outside of not wanting to touch all of that, you gotta figure out if you're gonna wrap it in a napkin Boy, in the trash, let me tell you how this man had to go in my butt and get his condom back. <laughs> You see, 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 now we're talking. Now we fucking talking. Here we go. Here, here we fucking go. I said, no, here we... where is it? He's like, it's in there. Hold up. Spread your Yo. cheeks. Yo, like, there's an, there's an art to condoms. I, I never knew that there was this art. Like, even, like, if, have you ever actually read the, the proper way? I did to read it. So, because you know, okay, let me, let me say this. So, I don't want my kids to know what they're going to be doing. So what I do with the box when it's done, I mm. rip it and I open it on the other side so they don't mm. look at it. So I was like, I didn't even know there was these directions and pictures of how you put it on the wing nostrils. I didn't know that was in the package. That's cute. Exactly. Here's according to the CDC, and they keep it really simple. I don't believe right anything from account. the CDC since uh, COVID. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. But what they say is you're supposed to, it says condoms last a long time, but you should also check the expiration date. Now, I understand condoms have a spermicide and everything like that. However, they tell you to not use your teeth or scissors to open up the packaging because you could pop the, the rubber itself. Cool. Understood. It says make sure that the condom is ready to roll on the right way. Now, this is rubber, right? Or plat whatever you want to call it. The condom itself should already have like a little nub when you pull it out, right? It says that the rim should be on the outside so it looks like a little hat and it will unroll easily. You can unroll it a bit before putting it on and make sure that it's right side out. Now, if you are in the midst of about to get you some, the, you've already had to do four steps in order to even get yourself there. You have to get hard, number one. Number two, you got to remember where you put the condoms at or you got to open these condoms. Now you got to make sure they roll the right way, right? And then it tells you the proper way to put on the condom is to pinch the tip of the condom and place it on the head of your penis, leaving a little bit of space at the top to collect the semen. If you're uncircumcised, it might be more comfortable to pull your foreskin back. If your dick is ugly, this is what you have to do. <laughs> this shit is crazy. And then, and then it says, unroll the condom down the shaft on your penis all the way to the base, right? You can put a few drops of water-based or, wait, wait, I'm sorry. It says you can put a few drops of water-based or silicone lubricant inside the tip of the condom before you roll it on. You can also add more lube to the outside of the condom after it's on your penis. It says water-based... 
or silicone lube can make sex feel even better and it helps the condom from breaking right? i okay two things i've always yes. wanted to put a man's condom on with my face mm-hmm. but at the same time i never wanted to come up with vaseline lips <laughs> next thing um what did you say what was the last thing that you said oh about the um the pull you know taking it all the way down to the base with you know with that and then the lube the um... oh yes i fucking love and hate lube okay mm-hmm. i had an ex that used to purposely get lube and the way he would put it on me you couldn't tell me i wasn't an infant oh my god he, he, he was i hated it. it it felt like it felt like it was like a, a good time and then it and then it was like this big truck that came through the walls it was like eh, it's time for your hemorrhoid cream hey yo. <laughs> my dog i hate it but at the same time now it's kind of like nigga don't you fucking spit on me go get <laughs> okay all right so now 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 we we cooking with grease right oh so I, i've heard two different things and they both the way they was explained to me like women see them it's gross right so number one was the spitting on the pussy or spitting on the penis or the dick in order to lubricate it women don't like that shit or they don't like to hear it right they don't want to hear that like that they don't want to hear that noise sloppy, but like spitting on me like no yeah. sir let's see the let me see your dental work before you spit on me that's a fact now, but that's the thing though like the alternative is having someone lube you up like do women feel kind of like defeated honestly defeated yes. that's probably the wrong term like yes, if, because, it's like because that ex at the time there was nothing about him that turned me on the only time i was ever turned on by him is when he was sick and his mouth his his voice was scratchy oh my god okay <laughs> so there was nothing like oh my god yes this and the fact that he had sex the same time every day wait he had like a, a clock that like a alarm it wasn't like... like purposely it was like just routine wise mm-hmm. i come home we cook together we eat, I clean up, we watch a movie, I shower, it's 3 a.m., it's time to fuck. Like, nobody wants uh, already <laughs> dressed pussy. Like, the fuck? Yo, Why are you always fucking at 3 a.m.? Get out of here, yo. Oh, my lord. So, oh, oh, my lord. So, let me, play, let me play this voicemail. Oh, damn, man, go back one second. It's the sorry y'all. I just gotta tell y'all because I learned about my vagina so much because I'm, I'm I yes! I practice like safe sex that um latex latex is what's messing with the vaginas. The latex free ones is cool. I don't really deal with the lambskins and stuff like that. I don't want to be involved in that. But it's the latex and that's why this smells funny. Like especially when it has a lubricant in it. The magnums make your vagina smell crazy. Yes. Like, that's why a lot of men probably don't even want to go down after they use the magnum. Because that shit is just, it's just so many things out there. It's the vagina smell, the magnum smell, all the other extra smell that involved the, the little lubrication. It's just too much. Exactly. Sorry. Listen, days after you be smelling like dicking. 
what's up, Baylor? And then days after, you be smelling like you take a piss. He's like, damn, was Dick in here? Yes, bitch, mm-hmm. Dick was in here three days ago. You can't, like, I can't put my pussy out and wash it from the inside. Like, do not use that shit. The condoms that I use are the Skins mm-hmm. Elite Large, okay? Mm-hmm. Elite Large. They are thinner and softer, and my pussy gets hungry, and she doesn't eat them, so they're good to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me see. Who else is in here? We got Baylor. Shout out to B. I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Oh, my goodness, yo. That that brings me to my next point. Um, oh, we, no, he got another voicemail. Here we go. Here, here's the thing, though. I feel like Greg... I feel like Greg had a lot of sexual encounters with some foreign smells, but he kept going back. See, this is the thing about Greg. Greg is going to tell you his faults, but he's not going to tell you when he stops. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But like Gigi said, like me, I'm, I'm a smells person, right? Like if something smells funny, I just, I won't eat it. I won't touch it. I won't be in that same vicinity, right? So the reason why I don't like condoms, like the smell was for everything that I don't think Baylor heard it, but the fact that you got the woman's juices on the front, you got the spermicide and the sperm in the condom, right? And then you, you the fact that like, like sex make a smell. So you got that on top of that shit. And right? everybody's sex smell does not smell delicious. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I've been places, right? Like, I've been inside of, you know, a few women I shouldn't have been, and I've done some things I shouldn't have done. But I I would just say, for me, I just, I don't like the idea of condoms, which goes back to my premise of this. Condoms are cumbersome and smell funny. You need to just find somebody you trust and throw caution out the window. Raw or nah is how are we going to end 2023 and go into eternity. Let's play this next voice. No, I get it though. When it comes to condom sex, it it smell it smells like a tire shot up in there, especially oh when God. you get the friction between the <laughs> vagina walls <laughs> and that latex. My uh, God, she about to set that motherfucker on fire. <laughs> listen, and, and and that's the thing. Like, okay, so like Shane, Shane, you had mentioned it earlier about like the condom slippage and shit. Like, there's yeah. only certain positions you know for a fact you can do with the condom on regardless of if the condom's supposed to fit you perfectly and shit like that hitting it from the side with a condom on it's not fucking yes and you have to have a certain amount of inches of dick to be talking about put it in at the side nigga i can't reach it i'm i swear to god i I, i'm i'm doing my thing with this fucking condom and i'm (laughs) like don't feel like yourself don't get your feelings hurt i'm like what the I'm like, what the fuck is this? But like, the, the goddamn... Con- it, it, it's almost like when you got, like, that sock... Like, how, how can I put it? I'm gonna try to say it in the best way possible. Have you ever had a sock that, like, the threading to the sock was a little bit loose? And yes. that shit keeps sliding in your shoe? Yes. And you gotta don't keep- even, don't the- even wear them to work to think that you can make it work. It's gonna piss yes. you off all day. Yes, that's how the fuck, like, condoms feel. I feel like, all right, cool. Like, I'm only wearing this shit because I don't want my feet to smell like socks, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wear them, but they're going to keep sliding. So no, fuck condoms. Fuck condoms forever. Oh well, God. see, me and my wife, we I haven't pulled out since 89. She keeps getting, we re-upped. I think she got, like, the three-year, five-year, five-year IUDs. Man, I've been shooting mm-hmm. up the club since 1989, my brother. Oh my <laughs> this guy. 
Hey, y'all ever you ever lost a condom in a girl and you had to go I'm dig it out? Spoiler. Come on, man. That's kind of it's like looking for a plastic that. bag in the field. I already <laughs> talked about that. Homie was digging in my what do you call that? Extra hole. <laughs> Bro. And and then when then when you finally pull the shit out, it just it honestly you could have just you could have stayed in the pussy. That's essentially nut that just came back out in the form of a condom. That shit is all slimy and gross and shit. Like, how the fuck did it get lodged up where it got lodged up? Again, condoms Let me are tell you dumb. something. In my, uh, in my late teens, in my 20s, there was condoms missing. And middle of the week, I'll text, I found it. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. We, we got another one from that. And then, you ever had a, if you ever had a, a a condom pop on you on bus. Man. Oh, nigga, it's like it's like a, a summer day, and you walk into a grocery store, and they AC is on. Oh my God, it's a different feeling, ain't it, bro? Man, I'm telling you, one time, and I hate even bringing this up because to me, it, it was one of them. No, you don't. Like, Go ahead, get it out the no, system. No, it was one of them like traumatizing things. Like I'm going, and we we both drunk, we doing a thing or whatever, right? And the the condom pop, but. I, I guess she was wet enough and I had no care and concern, right? So when I, it was still on, like the the base of the condom was still on me, but the condom itself had popped, right? So I'm still going and everything like that. And luckily I, I had the wherewithal to pull out, right? So I pull out and I see it and I'm like, oh, where the rest of this shit, right? <laughs> it's not... It's not the rest of the condom. Like, it, whatever whatever pop, right? That same rule they tell you to, put, like, pinch the tip and shit like that? No. It's a fucking lie. And the reason why it's a lie is because if you pinch the tip or whatever, right, all it does is it's creating more air in the fucking condom itself. Because once you pinch it and you're putting it on as you pinch it, all the air that was trapped there, when it's time to actually, like, bust or when you have sex or whatever like that, that shit gets trapped and it has, it has no other place to go other than up. And when it goes up, that fucking condom, that shit, it, it goes from being uh, a condom to saran wrap real quick. And Not it's saran only, wrap! And it's only going in one direction. So again, fuck condoms. Hey, when you pull it out, when you pull it out, and then and, and you just empty the whole clip on one of her cheeks. Oh, mm. toaster strudel! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See? Baby, understand. No lie. I know. Look, big man 305. He bet not lie. I know he tried to get it in her hair one time. Every every cat that pulled out or whatever, he tried he tried to cuz I'm not I'm not going to aim for the face. I'm not a face aimer, okay? But I want I want to get a little bit in that hair cuz I was there. Oh, you got to clean that out. You got to wash your hair, sister. Yeah. That happened to yeah. me. All right, dad did that to me when I was in my 20s. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, that, "That's good conditioner." I said, "Shut up." Yep. Yeah. As as a guy, one one of the the ten objectives you have for sex is pulling out and it landing somewhere above the shoulders. It, it just Horrible. has to happen. If you if you haven't had that experience, like God don't love you, and it, it needs to change. Stop it, it needs to change. Yeah, never pinch the tip. That's stupid. Who came up with that? Scientists? Look, have you ever got caught jacking off? Look, <laughs> I remember one <laughs> night I was super boring. Marcy was gone, man. Man, I, I man, I must have pulled that chicken, that rooster out, <laughs> and fell asleep Marcy right after. Man, she she me. popped up on me and pulled the blanket back. Oh, I got caught, Greg. Hey, yo. <laughs>
Oh, believe you me. I get it in the hair. I'm like a super shooter. My shit shoots. It be in the hair, in the face, on the chest, on the stomach, on the fucking headboard. Sometimes the roof. I get it everywhere. Okay, let's talk about this headboard real quick. So, one of my exes, when he had to move out of state, instead of him move all his furniture, he was like, I'm going to just give it to my mom and my sister. Mm -hmm. Why he gave his mom his bed and didn't clean off the handprints we made on the headboard? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She, 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 she's, a, she's essentially been touched with, you know, touched by an angel every time she looks at the headboard. She... Okay. <laughs> Let me see. What else we got? Greg, you got to talk about the time where your soldier then was not ready for war. Oh, it be like that sometimes. Sometimes a soldier be slate. Bro, I'm like, for, for me, when it comes to that, like, the, the soldiers ain't ready. The reason why they ain't ready is, again, condoms or the fact that it's been a while. And like for me, like full transparency, or like you I forget a third one. Yeah, well, here's for the thing. Old, like for, for me, older men, for older mm -hmm. men, if they nut, they need a good fifteen to twenty minutes. Bingo, bingo. Like for me, like you know, with Jess and I, like I, I don't like masturbate a lot, and if I do, like she probably has a problem with it. For me, I'm like I don't do it like in the vicinity of her, right? I just I, I haven't done it, and. She asked me one day, she was like, well, like, well, are, are you backed up? I'm like, clearly, like, are I, you I mean, backed that's what you, that, that, that's what you're day, here for, right? It's yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. And the reason why I say this is because I'm, I'm kind of whispering because I'm sure she's probably listening, right? But either way, <laughs> she, she, she asked, she was like, so when you guys, when y'all go without like sex for a few days, like, are y'all angry? Are y'all frustrated? I'm like, no, we backed up. Like, there's that. But ultimately, if you're going and you're doing a deed or whatever, right, and you haven't had any in a few days, there's a lot in there, and we're going to leave it all in there. And that's some shit you're just going to have to live with. That That's just ultimately. <clears throat> so, but hold on. We got some voicemails. I'm going to play these. Ah, see, I know. Look, I knew Big Man 305 was going to keep it real. I was going to ask Brianna, but I ain't going to lie to you. Gotta, I got to ask for consent. Because nowadays, shit ain't right nowadays, man. That's a fact. And sometimes sometimes you could be in there too long and then it just dry up. Oh it's time God, to pack it up, bucko. Try something else. Stick your face in it. Oh my God. Yo, that's the whiskey dick, I'm telling you. Like, especially if a woman getting hers and she already got it and she still gotta put up with you trying to finish. Pfft, worse. It Let me tell you, I call that when my pussy closed the club. She's closing Jesus. the club, but you better come up with something new. Lord oh, my. <laughs> Lord. oh, hey, the squirting. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, man. It's some, and, and it'd be warm. And sometimes, mm -hmm. depending on what position you're in, if you're in a doggy style, you got that. Sometimes I'd be having that one leg up so you can do the soldier doggy style. And then you can feel it. It's like warm. It's warm and stuff like that. It's like, ah. Uh, then you got to go get a towel. Somebody got to lay there. Won't be me. <laughs> Not the soldier. The soldier. Oh man, when you have blue balls, watch. She better move, cause that that's that. I think that should be that's a weapon of mass destruction right there. When you got blue balls and you built up, <laughs> kablooey. That is a fact. 
That is a fucking fact. Hey, I don't know about you, but if I don't get none for a few days, I get very angry. I can't even talk to the kids, start yelling at their ass. My girl knows it's time to give me some or it's going to be hell to pay. That is a fact. That is a fact. That is a fact. So last but not least, I wanted to bring this up because I'm tired of people talking about it, right? So if you're single, you need to have at least four people in your rotation. Here are the four people. No. The person no. you're fucking. The person you used to fuck, but y'all ain't over each other. The person you could be fucking if they act right. And finally, the person you aren't interested in yet, but is interested in you, but your stubborn ass is just too slow to realize it. Yeah. If anybody disagrees, you are the problem. I feel no, like I'm you're not, the problem. I'm not the problem. I'm trying to save everybody's STD testing. Oh, but, here's the, but here's the thing. You're only fucking one of those four people. The other three people aren't even stand-ins. It's like, in case that person fucks up, they have the opportunity to build with you. And I feel like there are a lot of people who are single, if they live that motto, both men and women, that's why I didn't want to, like, you know, make it a gender thing. But if you follow that rule, you'd be so much better off. And I'll, I'll repeat it. The person you're fucking, the person you used to fuck, but you ain't over each other yet, the person you could be fucking if they act right, and the person you aren't interested in yet, but is interested in you, but your stubborn ass is just too slow to realize it yet. We got a voicemail. Oh, that's off top. Like when when I go, you know, now you know at forty, I can I can I can get like I can go like five days without some, but at, but when the sixth day, could because it got to be before the seventh. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that fifth day. I'm about, I started cussing people out in Spanish. Yeah, facts. Like, I, I, I had to tell the wife, like, this week, I was like, yo, I, I'm going to need this a little bit more. Like, I was like, hey, nah, you, you can't be holding back them powers. Like, no, I, I need that more. Like, we said I do, so you can't say you won't. Like, mm-mm. That, that homie, homie said, I don't know what kind of sabbatical you was on, but please don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you you know what's so funny? I was talking to the guys, right? And we all kind of collectively said, this was last year, we had this talk. And one, one of the guys was saying, like, yo, like, if I go more than three days, then I, I have a problem. And I was like, okay, the older I get, like, I still want it. But, like, I feel like three days, is it's not asking too much, but it's also, like, kind of scheduled. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, cool, we got this routine. It's been three days. That person going to want it, right? So I, I definitely like this, you know, being spontaneous with the sex. But ultimately i'm not trying to wait too long for it like when i went to the bachelor party last year right the, the dudes doing all that they want to do they having fun and shit like that and i'm sitting there I'm like well i got my nut before i left and now i gotta wait to get it when i get back right so that's kind of fucked up you know about that but my limit is i'd say four days my limit's four days what about you sean i don't have a limit i like to miss my dick and i don't like to know when i'm getting it so you know what? I'm a I'm I'm a pop up on me pop up on me and stick me up type of girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we got two more voicemails. I I smell my lip throughout the day though, like especially oh, that yeah. first the first two hours, I walk I walk around with uh with pooty tang uh lip. Yeah, I could I, you gotta stick your face all in it like you gotta you gotta just move your face in it, and and then. You get that 
you get that coochie perfume uh, stench. I keep it on my top lip. It helps me live life better. I can't. Oh my I do, God. I, well, I used to. I don't do it anymore because ain't nobody getting this OBD. Um, oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I used to wear dick dick smells on me for the day mm-hmm. and, purposely, and purposely go to work or go to class. I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's me. me. <laughs> oh, so we got two more. Hold up. It will always be walking to the refrigerator, walking in the kitchen, butt naked with socks on, big dog. I gonna even lie to you, man. Some of the some of the finest some of the finest beverages taste like ten times better when you bucket naked. You know what I'm saying? When the Johnson like slapped one of the mustard bottles by accident or something like that. Oh, it's a dick oh, print on there. Don't don't grab that. Let me get that. <laughs> Cause me, me and Marcy, we used to have Naked Tuesdays. This was before Bailey. This was before oh, our daughter. Tuesdays. You know what I'm saying? We used to have Naked Tuesdays when we had when when no kids was there. Naked Tuesdays. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the show. I was trying to keep it to you know between an hour, hour and a half, but we, we're gonna do it at an hour tonight. Shan, do you have any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Hmm. I thought the dick was coming. But I guess just preparing for my bed. Lord, well, <laughs> me. <laughs> well, well, we 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 are at episode five of the six for this series, and then as usual, what we're going to do is we're going to have the two weeks off after next week, and then we will be back with six more episodes. I think I have the. Do I have the sixth episode? Or I think it was a two. Was it two 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 or? Either way, we will have an episode next week to we'll close figure out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this. I think we need more air it out episodes. Um, I, I had a blast. I learned way too much, including how to pinch the tip, which is crazy as hell. Including um, how people go hunting <laughs> in my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on that, on that oh note, ladies God. and gentlemen, we will see y'all next week. Peace. Yes. Y'all. Be good to yourself. Oh, thank you.